Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is March the 18th. And I have to say, Julie, this show topic is a home run. Matter of fact, yep. Well, did I tell you about this? Yep. So since, yep, well, actually today, ready for this? Mm -hmm. uh, There has been 15,239 people download the show from yesterday. Wow. That's amazing. I hope this is really helping a lot of people. Yeah. So there's a lot of introverts out there that I think we're giving them the uh, the placebo to what ails them, it would seem. You know what's funny about introverts? A lot of people, I think, pose as extroverts, but are naturally more introverted and kind of fight with this whole concept a little bit internally. And so I imagine probably at least half of those downloads are people that would maybe even present as you know, quasi-extroverts, but are secretly introverted. And I hope that we're able to help you guys with this. So that's just my suspicion. So this is show four, and also I'm showing this out. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm pointing all these statistics out to Julie in real time, but I'm also doing this to thank all of you guys. The podcast now has listens in seashells, uh, Norway, Sri Lanka, Switzerland, Bermuda, Armenia, Luxembourg, Turkey, Malaysia, Vietnam. Now, granted, there's only two people in Vietnam, but we love you, Vietnam. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Nicaragua, Madagascar, Hong Kong, uh, Belgium, and Angola, Ecuador, Ireland, South Korea, Taiwan. I, I have to go back and count, but Julie, look. Jamaica. Just, yeah, Guam. Neighbor. I mean, there, there are definitely Germany. Wow. We have uh, people listening and downloading. Isn't that amazing? in South Africa. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's amazing. I know. Puerto Rico, 134. That's gone up significantly. Yep. United Kingdom, 202. I know. Um, Canada doesn't surprise me. But look, you know, the United States is still leading yep. by a whole bunch. But the point is, is this podcast, my dear, is definitely, definitely international. I know. We have a new coaching client signing up soon from Guam. Wow. That so that's going to be though. interesting. Yeah. And we have a, a little special deal we've worked out for our, I think they're called Guamian. I'm not sure. For, but anyway, for our special friend in Guam that uh, she'll be on the regular premiere calls. And then as needed, I'm going to help her out. And we're just going to figure out the time zones. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Right. Definitely. How many different little um, places like Guam and Puerto Rico does the United States uh You know, it'll be interesting to look up. I think there's, there's a eight. lot. Yeah. There's a, an amazing amount. So, yeah. And and we also want to give a shout out and a special appreciation to our service members who are deployed all over the world because we also know, and we've talked to many of you personally, that you are all over the world. And if we can give you, you know, a, a breath of something different and something to think about, and when you return, you're in real estate, we appreciate your service. Yeah, we definitely, when we get downloads from people in, that are for, you know, in the, well, Afghanistan. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, there's, I don't know Jordan. how the real estate works mm-hmm. in Afghanistan, so I can pretty much guarantee you that they're military folks that are listening mm-hmm. to us. So yeah, it's exciting. It's pretty, pretty cool. it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? 
And you know what's, what's also is really interesting, Julie, is I look at all of what's happening for us on Clubhouse, what's happening on the podcast and the book sales and all of that. It's all connected. It's all connected. But what's really fascinating to me is I think not only is there a surge of people getting into real estate clearly mm-hmm. and they're looking for direction and they're finding our book and our podcast. Sure. But I think the other thing that's happening mm-hmm. is there is even a bigger surge of people that are tired of being told to be successful. You have to be an influencer. You have to make yeah. videos and TikTok, this, that, and the other thing. Because mm-hmm. I think fundamentally people know that in order like anyone who's basically ever bought or sold a house before remembers what their own process was and they Mm -hmm. work directly with an individual and they know how the you know if if you have any business experience whatsoever which a lot of new agents are coming into the industry with business experience second and third careers maybe they had uh, decreased uh, you know income from COVID or whatever a lot of these people getting into the business they're not going to fall prey to a lot of the mickey mouse that's been Uh, the, the agents have been waiting through since. No, they like, just want to get to work. Yeah, they clear. do. And they're discovering Harris rules in our book, and I really appreciate it. So, yeah, guys, listen, we are forever beholden to all of you, and we will always continue to be of service to all of you as much as we can. So thank you for continuing to, to make this podcast the number one listened to daily podcast. I'm not yet uh, bold enough to say the number one listened to international daily podcast for real estate professionals around the world, but I will get there. All right. Very good. So let's see. Let's continue on the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star. If you've missed our previous points, just get caught up on our the, previous podcast. This is show four. It is. And just so you guys can find the previous three shows on this topic, they are all on all the normal syndications, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, but they're also on timandjulieharris.com. Every single podcast is called the same thing. So, and there's part one, part two, part three, and this is part four. I didn't change any of the titles, so it's very easy for you guys to know. Um, where you are in the sequence. All right, perfect. So the next point is point number eight. And we're going to help you with this because our next series of podcasts, Tim, I haven't told you about this, but Uh this is a direct outcropping of our conversation on Clubhouse this morning, is how to actually polish your conversation skills and to be a more clear speaker. So I'm going to work on that. But point number eight, force yourself to not just be good, but great on the you know, that super secret device that not many people talk about. <gasps> oh, no. And you're not allowed to tell them that. Yeah, it's very, really, it's oh, kind of like think, a special app. I think Apple's coming out with it. Yeah, definitely. Or somebody. No, no, yeah. it's a DARPA yeah. project from the government. It is. It's the CIA. Secret. Yeah. Oh, you want to tell them what it is? <laughs> oh, you guys can't know about this. Don't just be good, but be great at it. On the? The phone. Uh-oh, What? The phone. Talking? Yes, that's right. It's unavoidable in real estate. <laughs> no, so we're, agents are saying, oh, you mean by texting? I got that down. Yeah, no, no. Going to Facebook on my phone. No, we mean actually talking on the phone. Yes. Now, if you're more comfortable in person, and you know we understand the whole COVID deal, of course, set an immediate appointment to meet in person. Now, that might also mean a Zoom call. That's okay. But even if it's for coffee or Zoom coffee, okay, so you can better understand the prospect or client situation. The point is actual direct communication. Now, Introverted agents are generally better in person on price reductions, negotiating, and other potentially conflict-ridden real estate events. So be sure you arrive well-prepared. Write down what you want to have happen as a result of the meeting and the steps you take to get there. So be prepared. I think one of the most important things for a more introverted people is to have a plan and to not just feel like you're going to wing it. Because when you feel like you're winging it, you feel like you're out of control, and then you're not going to want to do it. So when possible, face-to-face meeting has the best value. I think you'll agree to that. So I wanna, And then voice-to-voice. I'm going to take a half step back. Um, mm-hmm. If the, the massive success, and wait until Clubhouse actually goes public. The reason I keep on talking about Clubhouse is because it is perfectly in alignment with essentially what any great sales profession, professional knows. 
that your greatest opportunity to help people make money is always going to be from direct communication, as in conversations with people over the phone and in person. And what a lot of you don't know, but unfortunately you're discovering, but you have opportunity to really, I think, fix the problem, is you don't really know how to communicate on a phone call or you're not comfortable with it because you've not done it for so long consistently. I know that sounds bizarre for any of you older than, say, you know, 30 or maybe 35, but that's what's happened. There's a whole generation of people who've forgotten or, you know, maybe never learned the art and science of being have a, you know, a concise conversation. And that's the reason that scripts matter. That's the reason that we, and if you guys want proof of what we're saying is true, which by the way, we've been saying this forever. Yes. Right. So if you want to, you want to validate what I'm saying, look at the success of Clubhouse. Clubhouse, when it goes public, which it appears to be happening any day now, is going to be the most downloaded, most popular social networking app, including even more successful and popular than even Facebook was when it launched or Facebook is now. That is extraordinary. So, and what is Clubhouse? There's no pictures. There's no videos. There's no fancy anything. It's people talking, people listening, people communicating, people using their voices to express themselves and, you know, essentially in some cases do uh, commerce. And so that is, if you need any better forward-looking indicator as to where technology and where the expectations of how people are going to want to communicate, the preferred method of communication is clearly going to become the spoken word. It was actually Gary Vanderchuk that said that, um, you know, essentially he thought texting, but texting that was going to be spoken, you know, people's voices texting was going to be something that was going to be a big wave. And and he was building his thesis on the success of, uh, you know, home, like uh, Siri and all these other, you know, Amazon Echo and everything. In other words, you're talking to something and it's talking back. Well, guys, the way forward is not going to be videos and pictures. That may have been what a lot of you guys thought was the pointing end of the spear for your passive lead generation in the past. Going forward, it's going to be relearning the art and really science of being able to communicate yourself, uh, communicate for yourself uh, using, you know, words. (laughs) <laughs> your voice. <laughs> old school. And so practice, right. It, practice on Clubhouse because the old school is new school again. Isn't it interesting how people struggle a bit with, you know, really listening to what a question is and honing their answer. Now, some of that is just thinking through on the fly. I appreciate that. But we discovered some other interesting things that I'm going to be talking about on future podcasts, like eliminating the upswing when you're speaking, because that makes you sound like you're not really very confident. <laughs> even though maybe it's cultural. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> and you don't even realize that you're doing it. Yeah, we talked about that on a clubhouse this morning. Yeah, but it takes your power away. So we're going to be talking about that. And in fact, between this morning's clubhouse and now, I've been doing some research on that. And it's it's not just that. It's also that you have, and I'll just give a little snippet here. I'm not going to deep dive into this, but you have different levels of speaking. Some people speak really high naturally because that's where they're comfortable. And then you have a middle range where, you know, maybe if you're talking to somebody, you know, but then when you want a really more commanding voice, you lower it. And statistically, people have studied this and we tend to vote for presidents, for example, who or leaders in general who have a little bit deeper voice. It's a little bit more commanding. And you can control all of that, but you do a little bit have to study that. Well, staying, staying on topic, though, that's sure. another advantage that an analytical person... Because they'll study it. Because they'll study it. Yeah. And as Margaret Thatcher was famous for this, she had what I guess was a higher-pitched voice. And when she was a politician, this was back in the 80s, hopefully you guys this. knew who Margaret Thatcher is. And she actually took voice training lessons to make her voice deeper. Because and, she was a naturally a higher speaker. Right. And yeah. higher speakers commanded less respect, not just from men, but also from women. So this is not a sexist thing. No. It's just sort of a physiological thing. 
you know, higher pitched voice sounds like a child's voice. Children are not strong. Subconscious, you have to assume that that's yeah. what our lizard brains are weaving together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is all important stuff. And an analytical person is going to study this and going to make up for their de- their deficiencies, whereas someone who's maybe more expressive is not going to take the time to actually um, take the time to learn well, how to improve themselves. maybe they haven't needed it as, as obviously as somebody who's not mm-hmm. would be. Well, and an, it, an yeah. expressive person will mm-hmm. oftentimes use their ability to, um, you know, entertain people through sure. their personalities to compensate mm-hmm. for their lack life of, of the party types right to lack to yeah. make up for their lack of skill yes. but so but here's and i hope you guys are getting this point we've made this on every podcast we've done on this topic for the past three days so an analytical person can learn how to be an expressive person but it's the best combination and this is again going back to the sean penn who julie met yesterday right an mm-hmm. actor and we've run into all these other people where we live too that are famous actors and and where you're going to see what the consistency you see amongst all these actors is they're always analytical and they've studied how to be great uh, communicators and performers and they studied how to be, be demonstrative and glorious and all that. And then what happens is they are then great actors because they took the time to do the work. Whereas if you have an actor that doesn't take the time to actually study and work on the skill set, we talked about this a lot yesterday, they're not going to actually be that great of an actor. And that very same thing is true for everybody in life. And if you are born with a naturally demonstrative, gregarious, life of the party type personality, and you never learn how to actually uh, back it up with skills and uh, solving people's problems because you've always been reliant on your great personality, everyone love, love, loves you. That analytical person is going to smoke you every single time, and and especially in a sales environment. And that's what we have seen consistently for the last two decades of coaching agents. That's right. So point number eight, speaking of which, use your expert powers of observation for good. Be the person who notices your prospect's unusual Italian art collection and knows the name of the artist and compliments it. Introverts are naturally studious, so become well-versed in subjects like architecture, interior design, beautifully worded home brochures, etc. Know your market and your prospects well. What can you notice and use to show that you're paying attention? Who are the builders of the model homes? Who were the founders of your town? Probably there's roads that are named after them. Know what's happening in local politics, development, real estate trends, architectural review committees. I mean, you can really utilize your more introverted tendencies for good. Instead well, of looking at it as a detriment, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not really a natural salesperson. Look at how you can use this to really impress people. Do you remember JP in Clintonville? Yes. Right. Well, I don't remember his last name. Faulkner. Faulkner, yes. So JP was this great, sorry, he still is a great realtor in Clintonville, Ohio. And he took us on a tour of German Village. Um, and it was very fascinating how much he knew the German Village was I remember this, that. Yeah. yeah. He showed us not, you. We Julie and I would see a building made of brick. But he would show us how the bricklayers back in like the 1800s had interwoven their own signatures or logos into the brick. Like the pattern of brick. Exactly. The pattern of brick. Until he pointed that out, I never would have noticed that. No, we never would have noticed that. It's awesome. And so, but here's the, just making this full circle. If you're an expressive type person and you're working with that analytical type person and you can't, uh, you know, have that skill set to show them those little arcane details of something, you're never going to truly connect with them. And you could actually lose them as a customer if that analytical person like JP is able to show them some little details that really turns the analytical person on. Yeah, I'll tell you a great book for this, which has like the world's most boring title, uh, A Short History of Domestic Life or something like that. Like who's going to pick that up? But it was from Bill Bryson, who's a really great writer. I've picked up a lot of uh, really good writing techniques from him. He's mostly a travel writer, but he that book, which I, I read all the time for really interesting historical architectural facts, housing facts, 
stuff like that. I mean, anybody who is in this um, industry needs to have some of those things at their fingertips. Like, for example, why do you think kitchens are in the back of the house? I know because you've told me before. Okay. I know why. So uh, for a long time, they weren't even attached to the house. So tell them why. That fires. Is. Yes, because, you know, I'll, I mean, we still have kitchen fires, right? That's a thing. So for a long time, kitchen fires were a real problem and you didn't want it to burn your house down because, you know, whatever happened in the kitchen to, to inflame the back of the house. So this is why to this day, you very rarely see a kitchen in the front of the house. That's a historical, cultural thing. Except on modern houses. Yeah, yes. modern houses has changed. changed. But I mean, that, that's an interesting fact, though. But, but like, if you, I mean, we sold a lot of houses that were like 1940s, 1920s, mm-hmm. you know, and all the kitchens, even even up to probably the 50s and 60s, the house, the kitchens were in the back, and that's why. I mean, so that's like a dorky little housing fact that you might be able to. Well, use. Well, it's a total, it's a nerd fest housing fact, you know, but that's something if you are working with an analytical person, it could be interesting. And right? they'll go like, "Oh my gosh, she's just like me. I love Julie. <laughs> she's as much of a nerd as I am." Right. But then at the same time, you know. Somebody like Julie, who is a nerd by nature, lovingly, mm-hmm. and you're full That's self- okay. Again. I accept it. Yeah, but she could, <laughs> some of you would meet her. I promise you when you'd meet Julie, you'd think she was expressive. Every single one of you yeah. will think she's more, more, right, but she's learned to be versatile, right? Um, so these are the powers that you can have when you're win- willing to ex- see you for who you are, be introspective, and then accept the fact that you shouldn't try to make the world like you. You should try to make you like the world. Because in doing so, what happens after that is you're going to have a much, much richer, fuller experience with everyone on planet Earth. And by the way, speaking of that, we have a really cool webinar that's coming up that I invite all of you guys to. And this is where we're going to be interviewing six or eight top producing agents. You guys can attend this for free. There's no strings attached. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 855-685-1045. Text the word Harris to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link. And we're doing this webinar probably three or four days, uh, three or four times. So just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 855-685-1045. And we'll text you back a link and you can register for whatever day and time coming up is going to be good for you. We're going to rotate. We're going to have different people on different days, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think it's going to be great for all of you guys to have direct contact with some of the nation's top producing agents. We have on there like um, somebody we've been coaching for on and off for like mm, 20 years, I think, maybe 18 years, uh, Michael and Robin Gordon. Yeah, and they're now the top they're agents great. on the main line in Philadelphia. And they started out when we started coaching them. They're basically new. Well, she was been in it for a little while, but he had just joined her. And now they're one of the problem. I think that they're at, um, uh, they used to be at Prudential Fox and Roach and it became, um, I forget the name of the brokerage. Uh, we're in uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Mm. And now I think they're number two in the world. So they're going to be on there and a lot of other great people. So just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 855-685-1045. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 855-685-1045. And we'll text you back a link and you can join us on that uh, webinar training event. Yes. So point number 10 for our introvert listeners, befriend a total extrovert. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Take them with you to social situations to help you get out and expand your center of influence, and they will do all of the work for you. They probably already know everybody there. This works brilliantly with the right person. They'll understand you and help you with the meeting and greeting so you don't have to think about it. Use your Ford script, that stands for Family Occupation Recreation Dreams, with new people once you've met. But you can use your extroverted friends to help you expand your center of influence. It's a brilliant way to do it faster. Point number 11. I love this point. Understand that you are not a freak. 
Okay. So many successful agents are introverts. When you meet them, you might be surprised what they're really like. Julie, I got to stop you there. Yes. I think, I mean, that's a broad statement. Okay. <laughs> they might be freaks. Well, they could be freaks. Okay. They could be. We can't they just could be tell. Ultra freaks, I mean, they could be. So let, let's just say this. They there's present a, well. There's a, <laughs> there's a high probability that you're a high functioning freak. Yes. Well, yeah. that's called versatile, isn't it? That's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Maybe we're in that category. I don't know. Uh, most okay. certainly. We moved to Puerto Rico. That's true. Um, all right. So one way you can uh, really realize that is to listen to some of our past interviews with some of these top producers and the upcoming one that you were just talking about. Yep. Uh, point number 12, center yourself for 10 or 15 minutes prior to all appointments. Use a meditation you like or listen to a favorite playlist to refill your energy before you venture out. Sit in your car before a buyer's or seller's appointments and just breathe. And this especially applies to negotiating tough things. All right. So you coach them and it's in the, in the book. You're reading, reading appendices, but the, the pre-listing prayer. Oh, yes. Tell them about that. We had a podcast on that. Um, so in the Harris Rules book, and I, I can't turn to it fast enough to find it, but in the Harris Rules book, uh, we talk about the well, listing agent's prayer. Yeah, but give them the history of where you got the concept. Uh, two places. One is a soldier's... Um, Marines. I don't know if they call it. Is it a prayer? A pre-battle? I don't know. No, no, but they're talking about respecting their weapon. Rifle. Their rifle. Yep. The rifleman's prayer, I right. think it's called. And, and it's from the Marines. Yes. And they memorize it. Right. And I think it's actually a requirement to get to this whatever the This is my rifle. Is. There's others I like it. I respect it, but, it, but right. this one is yeah. mine. Um, so that was an idea. And again, this is in the Harris Rules book. And then also from Joel Osteen, he talks about um, respecting the Bible and things like that. But I think that in the in the topic of centering yourself and having your focus before you go into a situation with a buyer, a seller, a negotiation, a price reduction or whatever, uh, to actually, it doesn't have to be more than five or 10 minutes, but to take a you're, breath. You're moving off it. So before they go into, I know you don't have it memorized, but yeah. before they, so one of the things that's in Harris Rules or a book Suppose is Suppose I that could look it up. It's one of the, yeah, you could look it up. You talk. I mean, you did write the book. Right. I gotta find it. <laughs> Oddly enough, I have an appendix. You have an appendix because you have an appendix editor, don't you remember? Yeah. yeah. It took you like six months to work through the appendix. Ooh, that just looks like a lot of work as you flip through those pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the <laughs> they can't hear you, but that's okay. But the idea is that when you are uh, sitting out in front of the house before you're walking in, is that you read your pre-listing prayer, and it's basically a, it's a mindset yeah. thing more than anything. All right, Julie's about to read it. She's literally flipping through Harris Rules. If you guys don't have Harris Rules, you got to buy it. It's available everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean everywhere. It's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon. We've seen it for sale at bookstores. Um, we have, you know, just it's everywhere. It's a, it's a best-selling uh, real estate book. Probably will be one of the best-selling real estate books ever created for real estate agent productivity. And Mrs. Harris is about to yeah, read to you that. the prayer. Well, okay. In honor of our servicemen and women, I'm going to do, I'm going to say the Rifleman's Creed first because that was what gave me the idea. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. It is my life. I must master it as I master my life. My rifle without me is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. I must fire my rifle true. I must shoot straighter than the enemy who is trying to kill me. I must shoot him before he shoots me. I will. My rifle and myself know that what counts in war is not the wounds we fire, the noise out of our burst, or the smoke we make. We know that it is the hits that count. We will hit. My rifle is human even as I because it is my life. Thus, I will learn it as a brother. I will learn its weaknesses, its strengths, its parts, its accessories, its sight, and its barrel. 
I will keep my rifle clean and ready. We will become part of each other. Before God, I swear this creed. My rifle and myself are the defenders of my country. We are the masters of our enemy. We are the saviors of my life. So be it until victory is America's and there is no enemy but peace. I love the fact that we read that on the same day we were giving praise to uh, servicemen and we didn't even realize we'd be in the, I know. Isn't that amazing? But yeah. look, pointing this out, I believe yeah. that was written like way long ago. Like I think so too. Yeah. I don't have the, let's see, I don't think I have the history of it, but it was written, let's see, by the, you were right, Marine Corps, written shortly after the attack on Pearl Harbor. There you go. By USMC Brigadier General William H. Rupertus, who at the time was the commander of the Marine base in San Diego. His intent was to make his men understand that their rifle meant their life, whether wherever in service they might be, every Marine is trained first and foremost as a rifleman. So there you go. All right. Now, here is your version whether you're an introvert or not, this is only like eight sentences. And I think it would be something to memorize and center you and focus you. This is specifically for listing presentations. But I think you could do it for buyers too. This is my listing presentation. It shows that I am of service here to help this homeowner accomplish his or her goals. I am well prepared. And today I will ask caring questions and listen to the answers. I will show that I have what it takes to be the highest quality agent for this task. This homeowner will like and trust me. I am grateful to be here. I am ready to do my job at the highest level possible. I will not leave without a commitment. This is my next listing. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty simple. Um, and that's something that we coach agents to incorporate into their process when, before they walk into the house. Julie and I did, when we were going on listing presentations, one of our pre-flight routines was to go get some coffee. Yeah. We did make that. Sure you're fully make sure we were fully caffeinated. Um, depending on the listing, we'd go together sometimes. And uh, yeah, we had a process. And yeah. that's the, basically, that's the essence of what we coach in our coaching program. It is. The whole thing's a process. And part of that process, I just have to refer to a previous series of podcasts, which is called Don't Go If You Don't Know. Because we're talking about preparedness and, you know, knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. Sometimes it has nothing to do with whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Sometimes you're just showing up winging it and you haven't prepared. Well, that, so, that's something an analytical person would very, or an introvert would true. very rarely do. They and wouldn't it, even show up. They'd cancel the appointment before they'd show up unprepared. That's right. But an yeah. expressive person, they would show up basically just talking about whatever the hell they wanted to talk about, hoping and praying that yep. their personality. Yeah, get on their personality. Right, hoping their personality is going to somehow woo the seller into signing the contract. Whereas an analytical person who's ill-prepared Not wing it. won't show up. But the analytical person, and this is the reason ultimately expressive types, remember I told you this, you might have natural people skills and maybe you perceive that as being natural sales skills and it'll take you so far. But a well-oiled, focused, you know, uh, analytical person or introverted person who has a listing presentation, who has knows how to pre-qualify, who ha knows what questions to ask, who's using a pre-listing pack, who's following our system, right? They're going to kick your butt every single time because they're prepared where you're winging it. Winging it might work with in your immediate centers of influence and past clients. But when you start meandering outside of the people that are going to give you the listing, whether you showed up or not, and you start to compete, you're going to see in every market, in every part of the country, and probably globally, that the top listing agents are almost always analytical types, almost always introvert types that have taken the time to learn the art and the science and sure. really master the craft as being masterful listing agents. Yeah, certainly the versatile types. You know, yeah. I mean, you can take any, I, I would say virtually any of the four alleged personality styles with a layer of versatility 
is much more effective than somebody that just, you know, like, I am who I am. And they're, I'm either going to hit it off or I'm not. That's not very versatile. By the way, did you hear Julie said alleged personality styles? Just right. going back to the podcast we've uh, talked about before, DISD, DISC and all the personality style profiling uh, stuff is pseudoscience. It's not real. It's just basically, you know, it is definitely useful. There are aspects of it that are useful. And we've been talking for the last, uh, this is day four, talking about one aspect of it's useful. But where it gets misused, if not abused, is when people start basically writing themselves off in their potential because somebody administering a DISC test tells them, unless they're a driver and expressive, they can't be successful as a salesperson. And, you know, where Julie and I know for a fact that is 100% not true. That's right. I'm going to do one more point and I'm going to save two for tomorrow for Friday. Yes. Okay. So the next one, number 13, identify somebody that you admire and adapt the traits that they have already, which you wish to add to your own personality. This technique is not just for introverts, by the way. So some of my favorites, Audrey Hepburn, Helen Mirren, Audrey Tateau, which is a uh, French actress, T-A-U-T-O-U. If is you that wanna... the gal from that the Amelie. movie? Amelie. Yeah. Yep, these are some of my favorites, but you can adopt your own. And you know, I've worked, I, I can remember, I sometimes will work with our regular coaching clients when they have like uh, one of their kids who was recently licensed and they're like, kind of finding their way in the world. They're like 22 years old or something, and they're afraid of looking too young or they're afraid of, you know, not having confidence. So one of the things that we work with them is we ask them, this works with not just women, This I've done this for a lot of um, young men as well. Identify an actor that you admire for how they look, how they speak, how they act, the characters they play, and then dress like them. And well, I'm not talking about like YouTubers or skater dudes necessarily, right? I'm talking about like sophisticated types that that know how to dress well you said actors and a lot just of just because that's obvious right, right? but i would yeah. i will feather that a bit okay. and say it doesn't necessarily have to be actors no because most actors if you think about it are not people that people really want to emulate for the most part yeah but what julia is suggesting for example like um we'll just drill down right i mean you had for a while i had a picture of uh daniel craig right yeah and, and i wanted to, that was when i was you know that was something visually that was giving well, me like what suits does daniel craig wear he looks great so you could look into that you know i can tell you a kind i know but so <laughs> uh, and especially remember knowledge equals confidence ignorance equals fear so how does somebody go about putting together one of our and this there's a whole section in the book about this and we'll talk about it you, a little you know, bit we tomorrow have to tell them, we'll tell them uh, on sunday or we'll tell them tomorrow uh my Daniel Craig story. Your Daniel Craig story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's Ju save that for Sunday. Julie though. and I uh, were flying, just summary real quick, we were flying from uh, L.A. to uh, Italy. Italy, yeah. yeah. And uh, Julie, and we'll just, this will be the story we'll pick up tomorrow. Julie, who has, you know, a star crush on Daniel Craig, as she met him. I did. And she, it, she couldn't believe it. And this was right in the middle of his, like, when he was peak James Bond. <laughs> you yes. Know? Yeah. It was, it awesome. was in the Virgin uh, in the Virgin Lounge. So that was pretty cool. But we'll yeah, tell. Yeah, but I mean, I pick, pick, I, yes, I'm a uh, Daniel Craig fan. But also, you know, I go to actors sometimes because everybody can sort of relate or choose somebody. Um, but, you know, what is Bond known for? Like how he moves, how he dresses, how he acts. So if you're somebody that, like, Gosh, I'm really insecure. I don't really, maybe you don't have to wear suits. Okay. There's plenty of other, you know, looks to follow. Um, but, you know, I remember, and I tell the story in the book, I remember being, you know, in our earlier career in our mid to late twenties. And like, I was never somebody that grew up knowing how to put on makeup. Like I always felt like I could choose that, but I'll probably look like a clown. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather, you know, not wear any makeup. And then, then I became interested and I'm like, all right, 
So I don't want to be insecure about this. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. So we had a trip, fortunately, to Paris. And I thought, well, you know what? I never want to be insecure about that again. I'm going to go to the Chanel counter in Paris in Printemps, which is like their their signature that's like beyond Nordstrom's or whatever. It's like, you know, really nice. It's ridiculous. It, it's insane. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to have them pick it for me, and I'm going to buy what they say. I'm never going to worry about this again. And and I've always been a Chanel fan since then. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to struggle with it. You don't have to dodge it. You don't have to avoid it. You just, like, we're going to talk tomorrow. One of the points is upgrading everything, and I actually have a whole chapter in the book about that. And that's a lot of fun, and it can add a lot of confidence. You know, I, I think of, um, you know, Colette McDonald's son just got licensed, and, you know, she's working on his look because I think he's like, 20 or 21 he's 19 is he 19 19. yeah and so you know what's what's the 19 year old freshly licensed person's biggest fear how long could you possibly have been in real estate you know are you even old enough to sell a house i can just hear it right (laughs) yeah exactly so when you dress the part you're going to get less of that type of potential questioning or objection it's the reason that so many guys in their 20s grow beards I imagine you're yeah, right about that's that. That's what they're doing. They're trying yeah. to basically avoid that question. Makes sense. And, you know, you can do other things. You can wear glasses. You can make sure you have a great haircut. That's what we did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, minus I mean... the great haircuts, but we definitely <laughs> wear glasses. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember even Coach Rochelle went through this. She, mm-hmm. You know, she um, got a little more respect when she pulled her hair up and started wearing glasses. And, you know, she wore a couple of different... A uh, little bit more conservative outfits, you know. St- so, you got to work what, on that. What though. we're talking about now sounds a little flaky if you just tuned in at the wrong moment. But, but what we're really talking about is learning to be versatile and really getting over yourself. Yes. Stop trying to make the world like you, and start realizing that if you're going to have a richer, fuller experience on the planet, and more, you know, practically speaking, if you're going to be able to be of service and help more people, and hey, guess what? Make more money. You're going to have to learn to get step outside of your preordained personality style and just not accept the suffering that comes with, you know, the classification of this or that, the other thing. You can be versatile. And then after time, you might still on the weekends, like when you're not doing anything, you might retreat to your, you know, your your quiet analytical by yourself space. We do. We go on bike rides and go to the beach and, you know, refill the cup. We do. I'll tell a real quick story about this whole upgrading everything. I cannot remember who it was. This is probably, I don't know several hundred coaching calls would go. But uh, this was a a coaching client of mine who said, you know, normally I take every listing presentation. We know this about her. She's really kick-ass agent. And and she said, you know what? I I didn't kill it. I I have to confess. Sometimes coaching calls are confessionals, you know. (laughs) I confess. I I just did not have my act together. And I think this was one of my South Carolina agents. and, And I said, what do you think happened? She said, you know what? I know what happened. I just had the wrong suit on. She said, hmm. I, I didn't look at the weather. I went out on this presentation. It was hotter than hell outside. I was sweating like crazy. There was sweat dripping down my forehead, but I couldn't take my jacket off. I, I felt horrible the entire time. And just because I chose the wrong outfit to present in, I lost the listing. And I thought, isn't that interesting that she was introspective enough to identify that as a problem? This is somebody who's generally pretty confident and well-prepared. But just something little like that. And we talked about, you know, let's set up your your closet so that you've got like six or eight go-to outfits for different types of weather and your shoes are together. And if you wear a scarf, you're together, your jewelry is all organized so that you can go out the door 
and have that confidence. So I imagine some of you guys are listening right now and you're saying, yes, I get it. I'd love to do that. I'd love to have that level of organization. I'd love to basically have a more professional approach to my life. Yes, I want to be competitive on listing appointments. Yes, I want to have a pre-listing pack and listing presentation. Yes, I want to basically move away from the suffering that is working with buyers. Um, And, you know, the best way for you guys to do that is to absolutely positively become a listing agent. Pop on over to timandjulieharris.com and join Premier Coaching. That's the easiest and quickest way for you to do that. And then if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, it is nothing compared to the content and the coaching and the training that we give you as a Premier Coaching student. So definitely go over to timandjulieharris.com and sign up for Premier Coaching. You know, literally thousands of agents do it every year. There must be a reason. So Julie, we need to wrap. Yes. And I need to get this podcast syndicated. And so far today, I'm just looking at the numbers. We had 19,763 people download a podcast. Awesome. That's a pretty good day. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, help us to continue making this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. And uh, for all of our two listeners in Vietnam, we love you. <laughs> Keep listening. Help yes. us spread the word. Exactly. Um, if you need us for anything, remember, you guys can always text us at, and text me at 512-758-0206. And I love the fact that I'm not getting any abusers. Occasionally, people will call and hang up because they're wanting to see if I'm going to actually answer. Guess what? I don't answer the phone. It always goes to voicemail. And what does my voicemail say? It says, send me a text. So if you want to get a hold of us, you want to communicate with us, just send us a text, 512-758-0206. And yes, of course, Julie and I would love to sponsor you at eXp Realty. If you're ready to join eXp, if you're looking for the right sponsor, text me directly, 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.